Hey guys, this is another episode of 81 Points, and a lot has happened in the world of the National Basketball Association since we spoke to you two days ago. Um, Just dominated Super Bowl week. Yeah, the Rams, the LA Rams are in the Super Bowl this Sunday. Yet, what everybody's talking about in LA is a trade that quite possibly may not even happen, which is Anthony Davis coming yeah, to LA. Uh, and, you know... Related to that somewhat, a big trade did go down today. Chris Stapps Porzingis was traded from the Knicks to the Dallas Mavericks. It's a bit of a shocker. A bit of a shocking trade that kind of stirred up the emotions <laughs> of Lakers fans. You know, we got a little taste of what <laughs> it could be like to, to trade for a major superstar. And uh, we want it even more now, now that we've seen what Dallas was able to do. We obviously talk about Anthony Davis and where everything stands with him right now. Um, get into a little bit of discussion about this current uh, day and age that we live in with social media and sources and rumors. Do we do we trust what people are saying out there? Who who in Lakerland do we like reporting news? Who we don't like right <laughs> What's now? What's fake news? What's fake news? What's real news? We. We go in depth and discuss uh, what the current climate is in Lakerland. So with that said, please sit back, relax, and enjoy this latest episode of 81 Points. Welcome to 81 Points, where we talk about all things Lakers, hosted by two guys named Chris. Okay, welcome back to another episode of 81 Points. Hasn't been too long since we spoke last, but no. a lot has gone down. I mean, I don't even know you know, I, where to start here. Yeah, and you, I was just going to say, though, that um, it, it's Adam Silver must be really happy because it's the biggest week for football, mm-hmm. the Super Bowl week. Yet, what has dominated the whole Twitterverse and social media? Just, just NBA talk in the in the you know middle of the season. I mean, the Rams, the LA Rams are yeah. in the Super Bowl, and yeah, I feel like I almost forgot that the Rams were in the Super Bowl. Yeah, you know, um, you think Adam Silver is happy? Oh, I don't know that he's happy about everything that's going on, but um, I think he's pretty happy. Um, that's the thing. Like, um, there's no other sport that has as much drama as the NBA, and I think they love that because it's tailor made for like the shit you see on Twitter. You know, mm-hmm. all these like, um, you know, rumors and leak sources. You know, when it's you know, it's just like. <laughs> people just trying to like push their narratives out there you know whether it's the player or the agent or the gm um but and yet people still just eat it up you know i am one of those people that oh, I, just eat, how, it, eat it up all day long how can you not i mean it's i couldn't even i couldn't even focus on much of anything today yeah other than you know just reading yeah. reading my twitter timeline to see what's going on 
I'm surprised you even had. You said you had dinner already before this podcast started. I'm surprised you even had anything to eat. Cause I mean, you, I, I I had a burrito in one hand. I had my phone <laughs> on the other hand, just checking news. I, I mean, you should have had your fill on all the just you know all the tweets. Nah, from today, man. You know? Nah, nah. So, Something can break at any minute. I that's think that's true. like part of the beauty of it. Yeah. Uh, it's the F, it's the F5 era. You know. What's that? F5 is the hot key on your keyboard where you just, it's the refresh key. When you're just trying to oh, refresh right, to right, see, right, right. Yeah. you know, all the latest news. It's, yeah. it's, it's F5 season, so. So let's let's start off with uh, some good news. So LeBron's playing tonight. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, we're cr- recording this minutes before the Lakers and Clippers play mm-hmm. each other. Which I think it's intentional because, um, you know, uh, the Clippers are, what, two games ahead? So it's... a it's actually a pretty crucial game to play. Yeah. Um, you can either fall back three games or make up uh, one game and only be one game back. So I think LeBron recognizes that it's um, it's a pretty pretty key win. Yeah, Kuzma's uh, back today too. Yeah. Ingram. Mm-hmm. So at least uh, we'll see a trio of LeBron, Ingram, and Kuzma tonight. Uh, it's got to be really, really weird in that locker room right now. Just the whole uncertainty of what's going on. There, there was news that uh, these young Lakers are playing with a heavy heart <laughs> because of all the trade speculation. Yeah, you know, it, it has to be weird because, um, you know, like you and I, for example, we kind of, um, we kind of grew up sort of midway in the social media era maybe it's sort of like like we just basically we didn't grow up with social media you know it, no it, it happened a little bit later uh-huh. um these kids these pl- these young prospects um they've that's like that's all they've known their whole lives you know so you know that it's just a part of life to to always be on your phone to always check all the latest tweets and memes and stories so it's just obvious that they know they like i'm sure they're following all like a lot of these guys if not directly or on their like burner account you know like woj and shams and like for sure yeah so even if they weren't following like how could you avoid how could you avoid it exactly seeing and hearing stuff um i I mean even just the funny memes that that's out there but you and i have sent each other you know the hilarious like um, yeah there's some good ones out there yeah some really good really funny ones but you know, we find them hilarious, but you know, if you're like Lonzo or Kuzma or um, Ingram, you know, you're watching these memes that these people created, you know, about how you're going to get shipped out to New Orleans. It's it's got to be kind of a sort of a weird feeling. Well, you know? it's it's dehumanizing in a way because you're 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 not really looked at as a human being. You're more just like an entity, like a value, an asset, an asset. Yeah, yeah that's the perfect word. Like. Yeah. That I think that's kind of the weird thing, and mm-hmm. you know we're we as fans we're like guilty of that all the time. Like we don't really consider, yeah, when a when a player gets traded, it's like oh shit, now I gotta find a place to live. Like if they have fam, well, none of these guys like, well, uh, yeah. Lonzo has a family, yeah, you know, a kid, so yeah. it's like oh shit, not like my I gotta uproot my family, right? And like, and it's a big go, deal. Go somewhere new, it's you a know? big deal. Yeah, those are those are things that we never really take into consideration. Yeah, I mean. Us as Laker fans, or really take it seriously. Yeah, we we don't. Um, we as Laker fans, we're just like 
bloodthirsty mm-hmm. for for Anthony Davis right now, mm-hmm. and I think I think that got magnified by a thousand today uh, when we heard about the Porzingis trade. Mm-hmm. So that shit just like came out came of out of nowhere. It was very reminiscent to me of like the Pau Gasol trade, where it just kind of like hit you all at once well okay so without no without any buildup you know yeah i think it's a little different at that because i think that that was sort of a different climate as opposed to now i feel like the knicks um this was in the works for a while for the knicks in my opinion i, I don't think you just you come to the conclusion we're going to trade uh christoph's Porzingis. like you don't come to that conclusion like within a day you know even though it this all happened on this like on on paper and on surface in a day i think um they've they've been kind of brooding upon this for a while now and what they did was i think as soon as they realized okay now we got we can sort of we have sort of a deal in place we can uh move on that's when they started leaking their quote-unquote sources and stories about how you know try to do damage control because i think fans and rightfully so, they were they weren't too thrilled about. So you think Porzingis. you think a trade of this magnitude in this day and age can be under the kept under the rug, kept under wraps, like as tightly as this was. Well, I, and I it just come out like a hit everybody like a ton of bricks. No, I wouldn't necessarily say that. Like it was like the trade itself was was um, something that was um, in the works. I'm saying that their decision to trade Porzingis was something that they very much were like considering you know what i mean but that's crazy it would be crazy for me to like believe that in a sense because new york is the number one media market in this country think about think about us as lakers fans like we know that kind of shit couldn't be kept as secret like with the laker front office i feel like if there was unhappiness with a player and them trying to trade someone, do you think you well, think the Lakers could pull off like keeping that a secret until a trade happens? Um, I mean, I think it's it's more of a difference in culture, maybe even within the organization. I just feel like the Lakers are a very there's a lot of holes in that organization. Like there's just there's leaks everywhere. I don't know. I can't speak for New York. I know it's not a very it's sort of a poorly run organization, but I don't know how tight they are with, you know, how they handle their business. But all I'm saying is I think that um, the decision to trade away a Kristaps Porzingis was not something that they're like within. They just woke up today and they're like, you know what? Let's get rid of this guy. I'm not saying that. Yeah. I just I, I don't think you I don't know that it was like weeks in advance either. Maybe, but I think I can see even, like a couple days. Maybe. Oh, I feel like it's at least at least. I would say at least a week into it, they're like, we're probably going to let's try to trade this guy. The reason being is because they weren't just like, let's trade this guy. They're like, what are we going to do if we trade this guy? Obviously, there's like discussions of how we traded him because we want to free up two spots so that we can go after KD and Kyrie, right? The original plan was, I think, to go out to uh, free up one spot mm-hmm. and keep to Porzingis pair, to pair, to up. pair with right. Porzingis yeah. but uh, yeah kind of to support your argument uh, I think they probably knew for a while that that 
you know, KP's relationship with the Knicks wasn't the greatest. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so there could have been like murmurs that he was unhappy in New York. And I think that's exactly why they kind of moved on is because, you know, they, they were probably wondering like, which direction should we go? You know? Um, And that's the thing. I feel like there's so much like shit that's being spoken in the background. Like Kyrie, for example. Yeah, I, I'm sure. Like, it's another very curious case. Yeah, there's right a now. lot of. I feel like there's a lot of, um, you know, conversations that are being had. Yeah, you know, and all of this shit is like behind the scenes is like tied to Anthony Davis and the Lakers. I feel like mm-hmm. I feel like this Porzingis trade was overall a very good thing for the Lakers, mm-hmm. right? Because there were there were talks that. What New York was a potential landing spot for Anthony Davis, and now this trade essentially takes them out of the running, you know, and it and it secondhand makes Kyrie to New York a greater possibility than it was mm-hmm. before. Mm-hmm. And if Kyrie to New York is a greater possibility, that means in turn his chances at his chances of staying with Boston is a little bit lower. So that. You know, we're seeing a ripple effect, right? Everything's like yep. affecting. It's a domino effect. And Anthony Davis is Anthony Davis to LA. The chances and, of that happening, right? And you know that is always how the NBA has. That's always the way it's worked. Yeah, but it's a lot more obvious now yeah. with social media yeah. and everything, yeah. and, and and the reporters, uh, with their quote unquote so- sources, yeah. you know, um, leaking I mean, information all the time. Yeah. yeah, it's crazy. Even the fact that uh, LeBron. Went to L.A. That was the first domino right there. That shifted a lot of things. You know? I mean, even a domino before that was <laughs> trading away your boy D'Angelo Russell, who, oh, who was actually moments ago just named uh, an all-star. Oh, he was. He, replaced he took uh, he replaced Old Depot. Old yeah. Depot. Yeah. So all the all the D'Lo stands that are still out there <laughs> in Lakerland. They can I rejoice. See you. I see you. So you can rest assured. Calm down. Calm down, D'Lo Stan. That's funny. You were very angry for a few hours there, uh, but rest assured, he did get named an all-star. I that feel is like kind of a crazy turnaround. It's, it's very vindicating. The, the D'Lo Stan feels very vindicated for right sure. now. I think so. Yeah. Um, so so even, <clears throat> even trading away... Yeah, everything, everything affects everything. It's like uh, a chain reaction. And that's the thing. Know? It only happens in the NBA. The NBA is such a unique league you know yeah well the way the game is set up it's like one player makes the difference between being a title contender and being like a shitty mediocre team you know and that's like baseball that doesn't happen you know i mean no yeah like certain players there's just it 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 makes an effect of course but not to the degree of of the nba you know um yeah, so but you know, back to Kyrie though. I want to. I'm gonna make sure we talk about <laughs> Kyrie. Okay. And this fucker Danny Ainge, <laughs> just yeah. like fucking everything up for the for the Lakers. You know. Um. He's. I don't know why. I don't know why GMs continue to deal with this guy. Cause you. They, if you're an NBA GM, you will keep getting fleeced by this guy, you know? Mm-hmm. And the fact that Dell Demps 
if this is true or not, but you know, one of the rumors is that Dell Demps is being hesitant to deal Anthony Davis right now because Danny Ainge promised him just whispered in his ear yeah like yeah hold on yeah whispered in his ear that you know don't worry i'm gonna uh, any, any anybody not named Kyrie is is on the table for you is if dell demps is falling for that garbage he i don't know man i don't know what to say the, the guy is not worth he, he's, he's not fit to be running a nba franchise so 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 the thing that you're alluding to is the availability of jason tatum or not right in, in yeah essence, I, right? I mean the whole my whole point is that like danny ainge doesn't have to promise anything you know what i'm saying he can say he promises but as soon as like negotiations start again he could just be like actually a lot of things have changed and tatum is no longer on the table or you know the deal has you know what i mean yeah and then Dell Demps is fucked, you know? So, I, I don't know. It's crazy that that Dell Demps would be like, oh, okay, well, let me just wait a little bit then. Just because I want to hear what, what Danny Ainge has to offer me. Yeah. It's, especially given his track record. You know what I mean? So, that's definitely um, an issue. Another issue that I have is this, this generally accepted narrative that Jason Tatum is like, a guaranteed cornerstone franchise player mm-hmm. while in turn none of the lakers young players are considered right. to be even agree with that. close to being on plane with that i agree with that you do agree with that no i'm saying i agree with what you're your, oh, right. your outrage so over i that. think i think this narrative is just an example of this anti-lakers sentiment out there yeah uh in the media in the league I mean, personally, I I've been saying this for a while. I don't know. I don't know where all this is coming from. That Jason Tatum is going to be like a franchise like superstar player. Mm-hmm. Like I just don't see it. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing he's shown me. Yeah, he had a good playoff run last year. Um, was it? I mean, that's a really good sign. I yeah, give him it's that. a good sign. It's a really um, strong sign. Yeah, I mean, you you've talked you've told me this many times about just the effect that Brad Stevens has on certain players, you know, playing, yeah. making them play above their heads. Mm-hmm. Uh, his, I mean, look his, at Avery Bradley. Yeah, Avery Bradley. That guy was a stud on the Celtics. Uh, and now, well, I mean... There were, I mean, how just, many guys... He's a journeyman now. Jay yeah. Crowder is another guy. Jared Solinger. Yeah. There's a number of guys that Brad Stevens converted into, like, uh, useful players. Yeah. On top of that, look at Jason Tatum's second year. I mean, it's not... I would... I would go as far as to say it's been disappointing, you know. You can make a case that uh, Ingram has had a better season than Tatum. I mean, his numbers are down. You know, yeah. his his three shooting is still good, but um, overall, it's not to where people thought he would be at this point. So this yeah. whole thing about like Jason Tatum is so much better than any of the young Lakers, it's like complete and utter bullshit. Yeah. Um. Well, not only that, but like. Okay, maybe you can say that Jason Tatum is better than one one of the uh, the three, right? You can make a case for that, but the you can't say that Jason Tatum and whatever other shit that the Celtics have, like a Jalen Brown, for example, yeah, is better than like Ingram and let's say Kyle Kuzma. So, you know so there are three young players. I would say is like Tatum, uh, Jalen Brown, and Terry Rozier. Right. 
the Lakers' three young players is Brandon Ingram, Kyle Kuzma, Alonzo Ball. Which that, one of the not a, which that, trio would you take? I feel like it's without a doubt the Ingram trio. Yeah, is better. Yeah. Well, people would call it the Alonzo trio before oh. they would call it the, or they would call it the Kuzma trio before That's crazy. the Ingram trio. You know, Ingram has he's. I've I I admit I've been wavering a little bit this year, at times. He scored thirty six points the other I've day. I've been wavering a little bit this year at times, but. I still have it backed off from the fact that I'm a firm believer that this guy is, honestly, he's got star potential, franchise leading potential, and he has the highest ceiling, you know? And he is the one guy that I feel like, I mean, if he's in a package to bring Anthony Davis, we're not going to regret that because it's Anthony Davis, but he's the one guy where we'll look, we, we could potentially look back and be like, I mean, you had to give up quality to get quality, and he is like he's going to be the the franchise cornerstone for the Pelicans for the next ten years. Mm-hmm. Like I, I totally see that. You know, he's the same age as Lonzo. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So, uh, I think last time we talked, it was announced that was the day that uh, Rich Paul and Anthony Davis came out and said they wanted to be traded. I think since then, it's been more widely accepted that AD, AD is really looking to sign with the Lakers. Yeah, I think, I mean, you mentioned the fact that you need to see Anthony Davis demand, and he kind of did that. Yeah, I mean, not not fortright like the way he demanded a trade, but yeah. um, I think it's leaking out, and it's a generally held viewpoint right now that the only team that he's willing to sign long term for is the Lakers. Yeah. Um, what What's your general feeling right now on the chances of him becoming a Laker before the trade deadline? I don't know. Um, I don't know, and the reason why I don't know is because I don't know what's true reporting and what is just. Oh, you're gonna call? You're gonna start calling stuff fake news now? Fake news, too? man. But but it's true though. You know, like the perfect example is. Um, you know this Kyrie Irving situation. Uh-huh. That's a whole people trying to push their narrative, trying to like jostle for uh, negotiation power. You know, there's one side that says, "Guys, league sources have told me very intimate knowledge of whatever the situation that Kyrie Irving has every intention to resign with the Celtics." Yeah. And then you got another one who's like, "I've heard very strong indica- indications that Kyrie Irving." Is gonna is gonna explore free agency and and, and may go elsewhere. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And so it's kind of like, I mean, this is all people just trying to feed the narrative to try to like get their you know get their way on the situation. You know, there's isn't it's absolutely true that Danny Ainge is leaking out there, trying to get people to to believe that Kyrie Irving is is not going anywhere. You know yeah. What I mean? Yeah. Um. I mean, up until recently, that's what definitely what it seemed like. Right, but here's the thing. Here's the thing is that why it's all bullshit is because Kyrie Irving could very easily come out right now from his mouth, say, <laughs> I have every intention to resign with the Celtics and put the whole thing to rest. You know what I mean? Yeah, but then, you know, he would lose his leverage, I guess. I guess I guess what, he feels like he has leverage right now. But what leverage is he looking for, though? You know, because if Danny Ainge was telling Kyrie, like, look, 
we're going to build around you, yeah. keep you, and we're going to do everything we can to bring Anthony Anthony Davis. You know, as much as you say, like, why why the fuck should anyone trust, why, why the fuck should any GM trust Danny Ainge? Why the fuck should any Celtics player trust Danny Ainge, I mean, that is, a, that is a very good point, but it is just, it's odd because Kyrie Irving could say that, and then he could change his mind as well. You know what I'm saying? He could still change his mind. You think he doesn't care, like, that it would not go over so well with like Boston Celtics fans. Well, he could I mean he could do that saying I had I was told that Anthony Davis come to was going to come to Boston. There's yeah. a way to work around it, yeah. you know what I mean? So I'm just saying that there's a there's you know there's a dream scenario a, a Lakers dream scenario that is involves it a Kyrie Lakers, Is it a Lakers dream scenario or your dream scenario? Yeah. A, a Lakers <laughs> slash my dream scenario <laughs> is that is that by Kyrie Irving not uh, re-pledging his allegiance to Boston right now, that that leads to the Celtics losing leverage for Anthony Davis, and then he gets traded to the Lakers, and then Kyrie Irving leaves Boston <laughs> and signs with the Lakers. That would be pretty amazing. Yeah. I mean, that would, he instant Laker legend right there, Kyrie instant, Irving, without even playing, having Laker. played a game for the you, Lakers. You yet. have to outright retire his number yeah. Yeah. at the press conference, at the, at the press conference oh, signing. Yeah. Oh, speaking of retired numbers, so do you, do you think, um, what, what are your thoughts on uh, the Lakers? Uh, should they retire Pau Gasol's jersey? Oh, without a question. I think that's without question. Yeah? Yeah, for sure. Pau Gasol is going to be a Hall of Famer. That is an open yeah. and shut case. Yeah. He's going yeah. to be a Hall of Famer. And, you know, the Lakers standard is if you bring a championship to the Lakers and you're a Hall of Fame player, your number should be absolutely up in the rafters, you know? He helped bring two rings. He's going to be a Hall of Famer. He's, like, an international, like, uh, basketball great. He's, I don't know. That's That's a... Non, that's a no-brainer right there. Okay. Okay. Do you you don't think so? No. Um. I mean, yeah, I think no. so. I think so. As no. as much as you know, he gave me a lot of heartburn <laughs> back in the day. Uh. Yeah. You know, I mean, he gave you heartburn, but it's because you expected so much from the guy. I mean, the guy was super talented. He was a number two guy on the championship squad. But I mean, for the most part, he delivered. And he delivered. For the most part, he yeah. delivered. It was just that one, that one playoff series. Which, where, in his defense, it was because you know, some dude on the team was Shannon Brown banged his yeah, fiance was going and, yeah. going balls deep on which, his girl. Yeah, yeah. So, so, yeah. I mean, definitely deserves his uh, jersey retired. Um, so, I think I mentioned this guy's name last time, Brad Turner, and I didn't know who he was, but he is like <laughs> fucking killing it these days. Is he? So, well, okay, so we know that Woj is sort of on the picking order. Oh, He's okay. at the top. Okay, so I, actually, you brought up Woj. So, what I'm, you know, right now there's a lot of speculation in the air. The mm-hmm. air is very thick and rife with possibilities. <laughs> Emotions That's are high, very high. Tensions are high, very high. Uh, I'm sensing like a lot more um, volatility amongst Lakers fans out there. They're like, on edge. Like I'm, yeah, people They're are on, on edge, edge right now. You know, uh, fans are getting triggered very quickly and <laughs> very easily, easily right now. That's just very, the, 
That's just the climate that we're living in right now. Very easily irritable right now. Very irritable. Okay, <laughs> it's like it, it's like they're going on one hour of sleep right now. Irritable. It's F five season. So uh, because of that, I'm seeing like this shit list that's being developed by Lakers fans, and the guy who's might be at the very top of the list right now is is Woj. Well. <clears throat> You know, the whole thing that I was saying about how, you know, everybody's got these different narratives that they're trying to push. Yeah. Woj is a perfect guy for that. He, um, like, it's been known that Woj and LeBron, I don't know what happened between them two, but Woj just does not like LeBron. So I think it has to do with the fact that he cannot get, like, a source within sure. his yeah. camp. I, I, I see that. There's no accessibility. Yeah. And so Woj has been, and I mean, Woj is like straight out of a, like Game of Thrones, the way he like conducts his, conducts himself. Like yeah. he's very scorched earth policy. <laughs> so he's like, well, fuck it then. Then you, you, I'm going to like skewer you on like every platform that I'm on. So do you think he has like an anti-LeBron bias? For sure. I think so. I think, and I think he's a mouthpiece for anybody that wants to kind of like fuck up LeBron's timeline. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, absolutely. Um, so I think that's he's, probably he's why almost I'm, kind of like influencing the Pelicans not to trade with the Lakers, right? Right. Kind of saying like stuff like, "Why would they do that right now?" <laughs> you know, why? Why? Why don't they just wait till later? Yeah. And you know the thing is with Woj, which is I think people fail to realize is that Woj is only amazing at breaking news I mean right now I mean, okay so Shams is kind of the guy that's like up and coming and kind of like nipping at his heels right yes but Woj is the goat right now you know he's he, he's the top of the mountain right yeah now. yeah and the thing is is that people confuse that with him like being able being this mass mastermind of being able to like speculate on what what you know what's going to happen right all that right. shit is just conjecture all that shit is him just it's him just kind of like built like using the the credit he's built up from like being able to break all these quote-unquote woge bombs you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so like the stuff that he says on espn it's all garbage unless it's actually truly happened and he's breaking news you know right but that I mean that that gets the Laker fans riled up, you know. They, so, they still... so people are very upset at yeah. Woj right now. Um, I I think I did. I send you this um this picture that I uh, this picture of Woj and Danny Ainge. Did I did I send that to you? No. It's it's this this right here. So there's a picture of Danny Ainge with <laughs> <laughs> holding a dummy. Uh, a puppet and yeah. with with the face of Woj. Yeah, and uh, you know that's basically encapsulates it is how lakers it's, fans feel about Woj right now it's so true I, I i totally believe that um danny Ainge is in Woj's ear you know and you know if you're if if you're just you're just caught up in all the frenzy of what's going on right now in f5 season right now and you're reading about you're reading all this shit and Woj is like, oh, it's confirmed that so and so is moving to here, has been traded here. And then he in between he sprinkles in, oh, it's been confirmed that there are 
you know, allegations from league sources that blah, 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 people will take that as gospel. Yeah. It's easy to fall and be like, of course, this, 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 this is true. So it's getting, so Woj, Woj just reporting news and Woj giving his takes, it's getting blurred. It's getting very, it, I mean, yeah. I don't even think it's getting, it's been blurred for a yeah. while. And I think he, you know, he's cashing in on that. Right, right. So on the flip side of Woj in Lakerland is this new guy, Brad Turner, okay. who I guess he works for the LA Times. Yeah. And uh, he's the one that uh, tweeted out that the Lakers basically presented five different trade scenarios mm-hmm. to the Pelicans. And uh, one scenario includes Lonzo Ball, Kyle Kuzma, Brandon Ingram, Avita Zubats, and an, and a first rounder. <laughs> Basically, the whole roster outside of LeBron. So, a lot of a lot of people are saying out there that in order for the Lakers to get Anthony Davis, they need to quote unquote throw in throw them the kitchen sink, you know, or make the make a Godfather deal. Make the Godfather deal. So, yeah. do you think this? I mean, this guy has to equate to the Godfather deal. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Well. <laughs> I mean, I mean I'm, I'm, just more thrilled, picks, I'm just you know? thrilled that Josh Hart wasn't in there. <laughs> I mean, they, they probably got tired of naming players' <laughs> names, so they just like didn't, they just like ran out. They ran out of words, yeah. you know, to type. But uh, um, there was a character limit in the text message box, yeah. so yeah. I mean, Alonzo Ball, Drew Holiday backcourt is like, yeah, that would be like the be- by far the best defensive backcourt. I mean, in the it NBA. becomes a New Orleans. So, uh, the, the New Orleans, New Orleans Lakers? Lakers, yeah, yeah, because yeah. you have Julius Randle waiting there. He's probably thinking right now, like, oh, I would love for this to, to go down because they, you know, they're still homies. Yeah, yeah. Do you think the Celtics can? Whatever the Celtics can offer is better than that. I don't think so, but you know, it's comparable. I I think it's it's you know, if I were to take my Laker tinted glasses off, like you can make a case that the Celtics. Whatever they offered. Well, what would it be Tatum, Brown, Rosier, and well, also, but the thing is, two they first had, round picks. Yeah, the the Celtics picks are going to be much better. Right? So the Kings pick that they have is no is not as good as they once thought, right? The Kings might even make the playoffs this that year. That's true. Um, the Memphis pick, I think, is like top eight protected, mm-hmm. or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I but think Memphis those, is not good this year, are they? Yeah, but. I mean, what I'm saying is the best they can do out of that pick is is getting, like, the number nine pick. Right. Um, so is that potentially having maybe two late lottery? <clears throat> we're looking at two late lottery picks is what the Celtics have to throw at, throw into a deal. And then couple that with Tatum, who they may or may not uh, make available, Jalen Brown, Terry Rozier. Gordon Hayward, I don't know. He's, he's almost, he's kind of like a salary. Yeah, it's, it's. He, I mean, it's a sad story, you know, with, yeah. with, with what happened to him. Yeah. Um, but can do you think that package is better than what I don't Brad Turner so. just tweeted out? No, I don't think so. Yet, I feel like the rest of the country feels like, oh, it's not even comparison that Boston can offer better, a better deal. Yeah. And the main, the main point of that is they think Jason Tatum is just so good. I think that's what yeah. everyone's pointing to right now is Jason Tatum, Jason Tatum, Jason well, Tatum. Like, 
that's the thing though is that you know Jason Tatum is probably a 20 plus point scorer if there wasn't so much damn like depth on the Celtics squad you know what I'm saying and so you have what you have here is a what he's a 20 year old kid who's yeah. averaging 20 who's averaging 20 plus points super polished uh, offensive game has shown that he he can prove it on the prove it in the playoffs not proven but he's shown that he can, he doesn't shy away from it so you know i think when you consider all that i see that you know what i mean because he's what jason is averaging what like 17 points right now i think around i'll look it up let me look yeah. it up right now there's no doubt that he would average 20 plus that's without a doubt. If he was on his own team, if he was on the, the Pelicans, he would be doing that. You know, he's averaging sixteen a game right yeah, now. Yeah, I think he would average twenty plus for sure. My but my point is, so would Ingram. Right, right. I was just about to say that. You know, Ingram's averaging seventeen, um, and he's got great percentages. Um, but it's unfortunate. I think, and I think it's because his Tatum's playoff performance and LeBron kind of kind of added to that mystique <laughs> yeah he bumped lebron after um like dunking the ball or yeah whatever. dunking on him and lebron yeah. afterwards actually there was a quote of him saying you know he booned me and like i want to train with him in the off season like you know singing his praises you yeah know? yeah so that kind of raised his his profile um but yeah i think uh i don't know i think that that package is insanely steep that the lakers are proposing yeah and yet i would still do that 100 percent. i think i would still do it for anthony davis you're talking about one of the top five players in the game bar none who's just in the beginning of his prime like that just doesn't come around that that just doesn't it it isn't available you Mm -hmm. know once every what like 10 years Maybe even a player, longer than a, that. A player of, of in that situation is available. Maybe even longer so you than got, that. I, I feel like you've got to take that, you know. And it's a tough pill for a lot of Laker fans to swallow because they're, they're so attached to these guys. But I feel like people are just attached to Lonzo. <laughs> a Kuzma, too. I'll Maybe take Lonzo and a little bit of Kuzma. But, but mostly Lonzo. The yeah, disrespect yeah. for Ingram, man. I, don't, I can't get over it, man. Yeah, I mean there are there are there are a good number of Laker fans that love Ingram too, but 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 majority it's it's for Lonzo. It's they're clapping up for Lonzo. That's crazy. Yeah. So uh, Woj is definitely like near the top of the shit list. Uh, I think the guy who <clears throat> is could be even higher on the shit list right now than Woj. Yeah, than Woj okay. is Charles Barkley. Oh, did why? you hear What's about he Charles Barkley? No, what do you say? So uh, this just happened like two hours ago like their opening segment of uh nba on tnt he basically is calling for adam silver to block an anthony davis to the lakers trade he's saying that this is collusion he threw out the word collusion he's saying that they share the same agent uh anthony davis and lebron so adam silver can't let that happen Players shouldn't be allowed to just do this, which is ironic because I went back and did a little research on Charles Barkley, and he <clears throat> did in fact demand a trade <laughs> at one point in his career. That's how he ended up going to Phoenix. Yeah, you know, 
But Charles is another guy who's just like anti-Lakers, just does not like the Lakers. Yeah, I, see, I, don't, I just don't understand why the Lakers get, they, never, they don't get any passes while everyone else gets to just fucking do whatever they want to do. You know, recently there was, did you see there was a clip of Steph Curry and Joel Embiid at uh, Aisha, you know, uh, Steph's wife at uh-huh. a restaurant in SF. There was a, a video of them going to the restaurant together. Steph and Joel? Yeah. Because, you know, they had a game. I think. I like, didn't know they were friends like that. They're homies, man. It's okay. just a clip was uh, him, them a just weird, coming into the restaurant. That's a just weird like, pairing, but okay. Yeah. Well, it's because they're both signed. Are they but, Under Armour? Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. But do you hear anything from that? No. 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 You Nobody don't hear, cares. You know, you don't hear a fucking peep about that. You know what I mean? You don't hear anything. And I, I look, I understand that there is a difference between being signed under like the same uh, sponsor sponsorships yeah, versus like having the same agent. But it's like this constant thing of like, oh, my God, these guys are fucking tampering when, again, every fucking team out there tampers it's only tampering if it's the lakers yeah that's what i'm saying it's like when everybody every team and player everybody else actually i don't know if you can tamper as a player but everybody else tampers and it's like you know and yet the lakers are the one that are that are just constantly getting fucked over is so ludicrous to me yeah by the way how's uh aisha curry's uh restaurant in houston doing these days yeah i don't know Still sure. getting those one star reviews <laughs> by Rockets fans? Uh, Probably. Okay. So uh I don't know. Overall for me, I feel like I think I was cautiously <laughs> optimistic after Monday about Anthony Davis coming to the Lakers. Right now, I think I almost have to like downgrade my optimism a little bit. Well, you know that guy who uh the Turner guy. Yeah. Um he i heard him in an interview recently like i think yesterday he um he still believes that anthony davis is coming to la yeah yeah he feels pretty strongly about it so coming to la like soon before the trade oh okay yeah so i mean there's i don't know there's people out there who really think that um it's gonna happen i think one thing that I want to see happen whether or not, uh, well, let's say if Anthony Davis doesn't get traded uh, by the trade deadline, I think it will go a long ass way if the Lakers make it to the playoffs and these young players like blow up in the playoffs. <clears throat> oh, you mean if we stand pat? If we stand pat, we're going to stand pat if it's, if it's not Anthony Davis. Like I don't see the Lakers making another trade, you know? So let's say Anthony Davis stays with New Orleans for the rest of the year. Lakers make the playoffs. And let's say anyone, let's say Lonzo has like a Jason Tatum-esque like first year in the playoffs. I think that'll go a long way. They've already said that New Orleans, the sources, the quote unquote sources, they're saying like, New Orleans is looking at Lonzo Ball as yeah, like the, see, they, the they, centerpiece they of that. Oh, of, centerpiece of a potential trade. Wow. Like they're the ones that he's the most highly sought after 
Over Ingram? Yeah. That's what the sor- some sources are saying. They, that they, New Orleans, they look at his shooting form and they say, this is, this is the guy? They're looking at everything else, you know? <laughs> He's like, if there were, like, his 2K rating, his, his shooting 2K rating has got to be so low, but there are a lot of things that are, like, in, in the high 90s, you know? Defense, yeah, you know, athleticism, length. Uh, if Lonzo was a, t- if this was, if we were living in the 2K world, it's a no-brainer that Lonzo would be the most valuable asset because you can just, in the video game, you can just improve your shooting. You know what I mean? It's a very linear process. You can, can you? Okay. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think you can just like raise your, you know, you, you work on skill set and then you raise your shooting, right? <laughs> Whereas like in fucking real life, it just doesn't work like that. You know, it's a very long, non-linear like uh, process. So, um, Lonzo, I mean, look, we I don't know how, we've talked about his shooting like, so many times but we didn't talk about it last podcast I think, yeah so yeah uh but he has a lot going for him still though you mean if he doesn't fix the shooting yeah the defense i don't know the passing uh, i think it's no question that players love playing with him you know um don mcclain today i know how much you you, oh, you love God. that guy <laughs> but he agreed you know because uh, you know, uh, in an interview today, you know, they were saying like, um, well, what did he agree on? He, he was just agreeing with me in terms of saying that, uh, like all the improvements that Lonzo has made and how good he, he can be defensively and all that thing, other things he can do doesn't mean anything unless he can prove that he's much better shooting. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's been, he's always been a Lonzo like shit talker, which is interesting though. Cause he's, a fellow Bruin, right? Yeah, but he's one of those like talks the most shit on his own kind kind of dudes, you know. <laughs> he eats his own, huh? He hates the Lakers too, obviously, because he's been covering the Clippers for like how many years, you yeah. know? So, yeah, you yeah. put but, zero stock in his. Uh... No, no. He, <laughs> the guy. I mean, do you know that he's like the Pack 12s all-time all all time leading scorer? scorer? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, he'll let you know that every time, every chance he gets, <laughs> you know. <laughs> You know, when you're an all-time uh, anything in college in in uh, Division One basketball, it, it doesn't means, mean anything anymore. It, yeah, it means you're you not actually a, not a anymore. NBA it's because prospect. you weren't good enough yeah. to make it. Because you know all the all the really hyped and good prospects leave early. Right. Um, that's funny though. Yeah, but uh, I I feel like I I would be surprised at this point if anthony davis becomes a laker by the trade deadline mm-hmm. um well so you've kind of you've uh you've tempered your expectations yeah yeah i have um will he become a laker eventually i'm a little bit more optimistic about that i i just i don't know that it's gonna happen in the next like week or yeah. so you know i would love to see it happen on like on sunday and so then, people are people are like speculating that it that this trade is going to go down on Super Bowl Sunday, yeah, so that the NBA can yeah, just like yeah, yeah upstage steal the ratings. That from, would be uh, that would be NFL. sweet. Yeah, because <laughs> you know Kobe did that a uh, couple you know years ago when he scored eighty one. Yeah. Wait. What? What else happened? Was, that wasn't that during the Super Bowl. I don't weekend? think so. I feel like it was during that Super Bowl weekend, but we'll have to check. Well, it out. Kobe upstaged. Um, the Warriors seventy three and nine. Uh, <laughs> That's record. right. Yeah, with this sixty point. Kobe finale. has a has a 
has a history of doing yeah doing some upstaging. Um, but yeah, it's we're we're seeing the full effects of this current social media age right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember a time where the rampant speculation just like heightened everyone's like emotions and sensitivity <clears throat> like it like it is right now. Can you imagine if uh, all of this was around back when Kobe uh, demanded for a trade? Yeah. That would have been like nonstop. It, he did it like in the middle of the summer. Like yeah. that would have been like nonstop every day. Like, yeah. is Kobe going to get traded? Is Kobe going to get traded? The memes know? would have been just yeah, yeah. And and that that might have put enough pressure on the Lakers to trade him. Maybe. Who knows? Yeah. But now it's like everything. Everyone has a source. Everyone has a source. Man. And and the shitty thing is, it's up to us to like. Uh, choose to believe or disbelieve what people are saying. I'm just, you know, I'm surprised that we haven't seen anyone yet. At, like, we haven't seen yet a a verified reporter, like, you know, one of the big ones, like, accidentally tweet out someone's name. <laughs> oh. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, well, like... So I think the people, I think... Has, I think all the ESPN reporters, they have to get their tweets approved before they oh, send them out. Oh, that, now yeah. that is smart. Who approves it? Woj? They're, uh, they're like news desk or something. Maybe Woj, maybe Woj has the power to just do whatever the fuck he wants. Yeah. You know? There might be like a select few that can just say whatever they want. But I think for the most part, these ESPN reporters have to get their tweets approved yeah that's really that makes a lot of sense that makes I a mean, ton of sense because yeah. i just feel like can you imagine like if someone was like danny ainge has told me that blah 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 blah, and you're like and he's like fuck <laughs> <laughs> yeah you can like, get fired by you can get fired from a single tweet that's dude. just like miss yeah a misfired tweet you know what i mean oh man uh but yeah i think Woj, Woj probably has like the free reign to like tweet whatever he wants i feel like shams probably has that too maybe i mean that's a lot of that's a lot of response that's a lot of power it's a lot of responsibility dude do you know that shams is like in his like early 20s yeah yeah he's killing it he's killing it um the lakers have adopted him in the uh, shams v woge war (laughs) so uh a lot of laker fans are on his side right now and brad turner so woge has made a lot of enemies um, it'd be interesting to see how long his reign lasts. Yeah, I mean, uh, up until this year, like we as Laker fans, we didn't we didn't feel any of that, you know. But yeah, but I, once LeBron crossed over, yeah, to I the Lakers, knew I knew it, there was the hate was coming because as soon as LeBron signed with the Lakers, you knew that you know we're just gonna go after him. Yeah, I mean, even his hate for him it spanned like a decade ago there was a lot of times when the whole lebron versus kobe thing and Woj just would put out these flowery just the most fluff pieces of all time just just putting on all the flattery and praise on kobe like you should go back and read some of these articles that Woj wrote it would it's a love letter it's a love letter to kobe <laughs> that he just produced to the public and like it's almost like it's like an email he wrote to kobe that he just posts on yahoo sports you know um 
but and that was absolutely partly because he wanted to just kill that you know kobe versus lebron narrative you know he debate he wanted it to uh have kobe win it so yeah yeah so i think we'll have to stay tuned to see what happens it's it's like a not only is like a day day to day uh kind of you got to be on alert it's almost like hour hour by hour right now oh yeah like what what's happening uh the porzingis trade shook everyone up kind of kind of gave us a little taste of of what 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 it would feel like you know i gotta say uh if i'm a mavericks fan right now i'm feeling so good yeah that you have your you have your one two combo set for like the next 10 years i'd be so amped about that that team right there like you just you you got your two cornerstones right there yeah that's basically what we're trying to do yeah you know um and ideally that's what you want to do unfortunately the lakers have been uh kind of mired in a a lot of mismanagement yeah How, how would you feel if you were a knicks fan right now I'd be pretty. I'd be pretty pissed. Yeah, I'd be pretty pissed because it's a big gamble. It's a big gamble. Huge gamble. And I feel like unless you have, you know, and I'm going to say it because it happens everywhere. Unless you've tampered and you've got some like, you know, like concrete conversations with some of these players, like a KD and a Kyrie or somebody. Yeah. That you know. You know, you guys are in the group texts, and you're like, "All right, so we're gonna get rid of KP, so you guys are coming to to New York." And they, you know, they give the hundred emoji back or the thumbs up emoji back. Uh-huh. Then, then, you know, then I'm doing that. But it just seems so far fetched, you know. Yeah, and I doubt that they've had this. No, I, I doubt it too. This, uh, yeah, under under the under the covers discussions with any of these guys and 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 plus because katie's coming to la remember that remember i said that i mean you remember (laughs) you still feel pretty good about that huh i do man i like i said anthony davis is you know you know what i realized about you you're like the you're like the eternal optimist when it comes to like (laughs) the lakers like i yeah i i feel like they have a strong brand but you i mean you you think you think the the lure of being a Laker is like uh, enough to bring Kevin Durant. I don't know, not necessarily because I Lakers. mean, like, no, not necessarily. Like Kawhi, for example, I feel like he's such a tough nut to figure. So I mean, I don't think he'll he'll come to LA. Mm-hmm. But I think the fact that we have LeBron just plays a huge part. You know? Yeah. It's like who wouldn't want to come to LA and play with LeBron? LeBron is such a the ultimate superstar player to play with. I mean, in this day and age, though, I almost feel like you need two stars to be able to bring in another star, which is why they're saying Maybe. they're saying right now that, I mean, it's being rumored now that Clay Thompson would consider the Lakers if Anthony mm-hmm. Davis was with LeBron. Well, we need you know? Michael Thompson to put his foot down on his son. And no, nah, like... he's not going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> he's not going to do that. But uh uh, you know, you know, Clay Clay loves his Instagram thoughts, man. If there's, if he wants just the full access of all the Instagram thoughts, LA is a place to be. That's true. That's you true. Uh, but he was once thought of as there's no way he's gonna leave Golden State. Yeah. Um, 
But now there's, I don't know, some people are saying there's a sliver of hope that he might AD, come to LA. LeBron, and Clay. That's Insta chip. Insta chip right there. Right? That is. I don't know how that team gets beat. Yeah. You can play three on five with that squad. <laughs> I mean, but look, look, let's let's calm down. I'm getting excited right nah, now. I'm you hyped. Can't, you I'm can't. hyped, man. Yeah, see, you're yeah, you're you're way more uh, optimistic hyped. about stuff than I am. No, no, I, I don't know. I, I don't think I don't think Clay's. I'm not sure if Clay would come here. But, but you're still strong on the KD train. Though. I'm strong on him just because of like I feel like these decisions are made well in advance, and people are talking with each other, and people are just like. You know, I believe in all that shit. So I feel like it's ar- the, the, it's already been set beforehand. And then plus the added effect of like Draymond being a complete jackass. I think that contributes to it. Yeah, you're not very fond of Draymond these days. I'm okay with him. But yeah, I'm not. I'm actually, I'm glad that he's been a jackass because he's pushing KD away, you know? Yeah. And I, and I think uh, KD is the type to... Hold a grudge. Hold like a that. grudge. Yeah. That's just what it seems like yeah. on the outside. And here's another thing, too. While, I mean, nobody... This is so ridiculous. I mean, this is getting me, getting me fired up. But you want to talk about, like, how it's a bullshit league and, like, like players are deciding where they go. The year the year that um, the, uh, the Warriors lost to the Cavs, that night, Draymond Green is crying in the parking lot. And he's recruiting KD to join him. That's a well-documented... He's been on record for admitting that. I think he's been on record for sending overtures to KD throughout that entire season. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and yet, no one is saying anything. It's, it's only tampering ridiculous. if it's the Lakers. It's just such you know? bullshit. And I, okay, and I understand that what players are allowed to talk to each other, but that's... I mean, you know that teams have been talking to other players all the time. That's the whole reason why Mitch Kupchak could never get anything done. Yeah. We and talked about you that know, in the last podcast. And, and what Anthony Davis is doing right now, some people are like um, shitting on that, but he's actually, tr- he's actually trying to do New Orleans a solid right now. Yeah. You know? Uh, he, what Kevin Durant did to OKC was kind of dirty. Pretty dirty. Pretty dirty. But what he's actually trying to like do them a solid by, hey, get something back, because I, I, I just want to be honest and tell you that I, I'm not going to stay. Yeah. So. Also, you know, people are, and another thing too is that people are so. Um, it's it's fascinating is that people that are people are so quick to jump on the side of the owners, you know, like there's people that are shitting on players as well, like in in baseball fans, because. They're like, yeah, don't sign Bryce Harper. Don't sign Manny Machado, to, Manny Machado to these ridiculous contracts because no one player deserves all that money, et cetera, right? Uh-huh. And it's like, dude, if you're, if you're in the same shoes where like you're employed somewhere and you are looking for a better opportunity and you want to go somewhere else, you should, have, you should be able to do that. You know, yeah. if you want to and if you want to demand to go somewhere else, you should be able to do that. Like you should be able to control your destiny or you should be able to express how you feel like. And these owners, why are you relating so much to these owners when these owners are these these old ass billionaire, like wealthy ass people, the true one percenters of the world? Yet you're citing you're citing with these guys versus these other people who are like 
I mean, they're millionaires too, but you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, you can totally relate to these guys, you know? If you're in the workforce, like, are you going to side with the boss on matters when, like, a coworker's like, trying to get his and trying to, like, get more money or a better situation out there for him? It's just, it's, it's crazy. It's this very interesting, like, psychological thing that's going on. I mean, yeah. People are people are just gonna mainly they're gonna root for their team first, you know, whatever that benefits their team. Yeah. But uh yeah, they don't um I I think and to but a certain f- degree I, I to 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 a certain level I agree that these players are kinda spoiled a little bit. I mean to me what's spoiled is I'll give you an example of what's spoiled. I don't think what Anthony Davis is doing is spoiled. To me what's spoiled is sources have said from Lonzo's camp <laughs> that he prefers to play in Phoenix over New Orleans. It's like yeah. that shit is like annoying. That is entitled. You know what I mean? He doesn't want to um, go to a team that already has an established point guard. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you have no leverage, bro. Like Anthony Davis is playing this because he has a bit of leverage, you know? It is, it is, it is possible that uh, LeVar could end up fucking things up for the lakers you know let's say new orleans really wants lonzo and then he persists in saying that they don't want to go to new orleans that could potentially like you know mess things up you know what i'm wondering too is um this is a reason why i i wish we had like an andrew friedman type of gm because Andrew Friedman is so fucking creative. He's the master of the three-team trade. That's that's how he gets these really sweet deals in baseball. Is that I feel like I wonder if the Lakers could have gotten in, gotten in on any of the New York talks. Has there ever been any conversation about that? I don't think so. See, that's what I'm wondering. Is that like, did they explore that at all? Because I feel like the Pelicans would love. Let's say a combination of Porzingis. It's kind of like, hey, do you not want Kyle Kuzma or uh, Ingram even? Okay, so you like Lonzo. Do you want a Lonzo, Chris S. Porzingis type of combination package? Now, that would be fucking sweet, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. So I'm wondering, like, has that been explored? It's harder to do, like, a three. I mean, you know, baseball, like, they have more to play with, though. For sure. You do have more to play with, but it's like if you really want to separate yourself from like like the other teams, you got to be able to know how to make these complicated uh, trades. And that is why like a guy like Polinko should have, you know, that we we were kind of excited about because he's so well versed in contracts, you know. Someone like Del Mori, he would have been able to pull that off, you know. I mean, he pulled that off when when um we got Chris Paul for like a hot minute. Yeah, you know he yeah. he finagled his way in there because he was like, all right, let's I won't, let's try to get Pau Gasol on this, you know, and so I'm kind of wondering like, has that at least been explored? Because that could have, I don't know, that could have kind of like come into play there, you know, because if, if I'm the Pelicans, a combination of Kristaps Porzingis and Alonzo Ball is pretty fucking enticing. So how would we? craft a deal that would be to the Knicks liking in that scenario too. Well, they, they're just looking at dump salary, right? right. Basically. Yeah. So I don't know, throwing KCP. Maybe. Um, what other, it, it, does New Orleans have any like big contracts that are going to expire? Hardaway. They wanted to get rid of Tim Hardaway. But I feel like 
um yeah, I mean, you could you can make the salaries work by including guys that are like have like money coming in are coming out like Beasley. And I think he had you know you combine like Beasley and Stevenson or something. Yeah. Um. But yeah, the tricky thing is that the Lakers cannot take on any uh, long term contracts. You know, because they're still going for that home run. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see. They're still. Uh, Seven days till the trade deadline, so another seven days to just like be on pins, pins and needles over what what's going to happen, you know. Um, so I think the game with the Clippers has started, so I think we can cut cut this podcast episode here and watch the game. Um, so thank you guys for listening. Uh, we'll be back, I'm sure, um, sooner than later with whatever news that comes up, um, and we'll be digesting it and talking about it here at 81 points so uh with that said thank you and we will talk to you guys next time thank you for tuning into 81 points we are a los angeles lakers podcast hosted by me chris Lim, and my longtime friend and co-host chris lee if you like what you heard please hit subscribe and leave a rating or comment we'd love to hear your feedback you can get more episodes of 81 points on itunes Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. See you next time.